It's time to present Scott Coupon to bring you another episode of Finance Your Movie with tips and strategies to help you get your money to tell your story. It's time! Okay, we're back. Another exciting episode of Finance Your Movie. I'm here Thrilled to be here today with Alex Hoy. He's the writer, producer, director of Under the Influencer. Welcome, hello, Alex. Hello, Thank you, Scott, for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, and before we dive into this film, it's a really, really cool film. Per great, timely film. I want to give a quick shout out to Andrea McKinnon from AMCKPR. Thanks for hooking us up. She does great work. And... Um, so Alex, I want to I want to start a little bit about your background before we get to your new film Under the Influencer. Thanks again for sure. being on the show. Yeah. Um, you live in LA right now. Are you an LA native or did you migrate here? No, I'm a, I'm a I'm an import. I've uh, I grew up in Kansas City. So I was in the middle of the country and I came out to do film school at USC. So that's kind of like when I migrated this direction and and I've stuck uh stuck it out ever since and did did you know you wanted to be a filmmaker in your teenage years or so yeah i was uh my high school had a really good actually broadcast journalism kind of program so that kind of put a camera in my hands i had no inkling i mean i always liked movies but i had no when you grow up i mean in somewhere like kansas city it was like you, you just don't even really that doesn't really even cross your mind as like a, a possibility to do something like that. And so I, I really count myself very fortunate that I was able to get into this program and they just put a camera in their hands and to learn to use the camera, they were like, okay, go make some shorts and some music videos. And mine just, <laughs> from the beginning, I would make things and it just kind of made sense for me where it really didn't for other people. And that's when I first started noticing that like, Oh yeah, like my videos are are coherent and no one else's are, you know. So that was kind of like a the the first kind of real, you know, moment for me to say like, okay, this there may be something here. And so I kind of went down that path of of broadcast journalism for a while. I actually went to do a year of school at University of Missouri where I was studying that and then but I had made a a a small movie at the end of my senior year of high school that had just like you know people knew of me at the as the movie guy at that point and i had like 300 people came to a, a showing and like oh, wow so yeah it was like a real like it was a real moment where then at that point i was like okay well i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go be a sportscaster if i can you know if i can do this um and so basically that first year at the university of missouri i just took all the ge classes i could and got good grades so that i could i could make the transfer out to la to study film so so you knew early on you had some kind of gift and certainly you had a passion for it yeah. you you did a, a very typical filmmaker right you did a whole bunch of shorts i see yeah yeah um, great great training and then i guess at some point you you got this desire or sparks that hey i, I gotta finally do a feature i, I want right. to do something that can make some money build a brand and that was prodigy correct yeah correct correct so, so i uh, tell, yeah. tell us a little bit about how all that came back, how, yeah. how, excuse me, how it came together and where you got the money to do your first feature. Absolutely. So uh, 
I mean, it was kind of backwards, really, because that first movie I made in high school, you know, was like a 45 minute movie. So it was kind of like a, a longer form than usual. And so doing shorts to me always felt really constraining. And I, I, I'm really glad that I did those shorts. I think they were very, you know, instrumental into kind of teaching me the, you know, and forcing me into learning kind of every step of the process. Uh, but the whole time I was always thinking like, I, I want a bigger canvas. I want more room to, to operate. And I think the best thing about them was that I was working with a partner on, on those shorts, a lot of most of them that we became really simpatico and just really good at making something out of nothing was kind of the way we, we talked about it. Cause you know, we were, we were, you know, working, you know, nothing jobs, trying yeah. to just scrounge together money to, to, we made these shorts for, you know, between 500 and probably $1,500. They were, they were really wow. made, for, made yeah. for nothing. So uh, at the time we were basically like, oh, you know what, if we could get a little bit of money together and we, we, we structured it right, we could absolutely pull off a feature just kind of using the tricks that we've learned along this way. Um, and so, so I, sent, that, I sent some micro micro budget is coming. <laughs> exactly. So, well, and, and it was even smaller at first. We thought like, we thought, you know, 20, 30,000 would be enough for us to pull it off. Cause he's an editor by trade. And so he's, he could handle a lot of the post-production like elements himself. And like, I, I was, I've always been very, uh, like I've had a lot of, I, I bring a lot of ingenuity in terms of even just like, again, finding locations, making connections, talking to people about like. So we, we just, we worked really well together and, and we kind of cooked this script up for Prodigy um, a, a, a year before we started making it basically. And we, it came out really fast because we, we worked really well together, but we said like, okay, let's make a one location thing with a few characters so that we can actually, you know, control the environment and actually pull this off. Um, and out of that grew this idea that, um, you know, for these kind of, it's kind of an interrogation. It really is kind of a psychological thriller. Uh, and I've always seen it as kind of like an extended Twilight Zone episode, kind of, because there's like some sci-fi elements that that kind of uh, sprinkle in like about a third or a third or halfway through the movie. They 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 only show up then. Um, and so we we kind of set about it. At, at, we, we worked on the script for about a year because we both kind of picked up better jobs and then it 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 really became a reality when it was actually funny because i was working a job at a, a, a company that was that makes video games and it kind of became clear there was the writing was on the wall that that project was going to get canceled but i had like um they had given us some stock in the company and if i i knew that it had like vested and so i was like well we can take that money and just use it as our budget Wow. Um, so that so that was the money that did that the, was kind of the prodigy. seed money. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> I mean, uh, sorry to the company I was working for, but I knew I, I could very clearly tell they were going to cancel our project. And so if, like for the last month or six weeks that I was working there, I basically was just working on starting to get the ball rolling on pre-production. Basically, I I I set up locations and I, I, I put out casting notices. And then on the weekends, we bring people in and, and do reads and all that kind of stuff. What, what was the total budget on Prodigy? Where so did it... on Prodigy, so we started with, uh, I brought in about, I, I mean, that the stock I had was worth about probably 30 to 30, I mean, it was only like uh, just over $30,000. And then uh, we, ra we ended up raising about 10 more from just like friends and family. And so we 
we used that as kind of our production money. And then we ended up raising, I think in the end, we, we ended up just over 50,000. Like we raised a little bit more in post to help us get across the finish line. But yeah, it was still just a tiny, tiny production. And uh, I mean, it's something I'm really proud of. Cause I just like, especially even looking at it now, I just like. And the movie, the I, movie we, got we, out there, it's in distribution, right? Right. Yeah. So we really made the most of it. It, it, and it was such a cool process with that movie because you, I, it was our first time doing it. So we were kind of flying by the seat of our pants, you know, just trying to get it out there. And uh, I did, I ended up doing just so much of the marketing and uh, promotion myself. Um, but we got it out there and, and we actually kind of, we kind of went in the back door. We got it like, it's not really a horror movie, but we kind of got the horror audience behind it. Uh, we sent it out to all these big horror outlets that they all reviewed it and they all really liked the movie. So we got all these really glowing reviews from these outlets that have, 800,000, a million and a half, 2 million followers on Facebook. And they just put those, you know, they, they send out those reviews. And so when the movie came out, there was enough awareness that it just really splashed onto Amazon much bigger than they were expecting. Um, and it kind of got into the algorithm. And in that second month, we were like tripled the business. Um, wow. And so what was really cool was that then based on that performance, it got picked up by Netflix and it ran on Netflix for 2019, um, basically. Now, now, was that kind of an upfront licensing deal where they gave you a little yeah. bit of cash and they had it for X number of times? Yeah, so they they made a deal for the, a year and they they basically paid out every quarter. They paid a quarter of the of the deal. So um, I was hoping they would you know just leave us up there if they yeah. wanted. But, <laughs> but and then, they, and then they, after they that, all, all the uh, streaming rights reverted back to you. They reverted back. So and they only had exclusive. Um, I can't remember what it, which was the. It's the they only had the exclusive one for free like uh, subscription services. Like we, you could still buy it on Amazon and all that stuff while it was. Yeah, on yeah, SVOD. Yeah, SVOD. That's right. So, so, so your investors made your friends and family who came yeah, in made a yeah. little bit of money. I, I, every year when I send checks out, I always get, <laughs> I always get nice notes back. Like I always forget that I, <laughs> I always forget that uh, that I put money into this because I, they very clearly put money in thinking that they were sending that money out the door. Um, yeah, yeah, you got that, so, that risk disclosure. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I, I mean, uh, you know, I didn't, I had no idea what to expect. I mean, I only knew we had a chance because we kept the budget so low. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, that's, you know, obviously that helps a lot. And, and the movie went on and, and it performed, I mean, it, it still, it still brings, I mean, up until through last year, it still brings in decent money, you know, every year, which congratulations. I think, I think it's because of the, the kind of horror aesthetics we put into the marketing. Like, I think it can just kind of, uh, it can kind of like keep coming back and, and it's a hot around genre. There, but, it's a hot genre. Yeah. So, uh, that worked out for us. And, and, and um, again, we got a ton of coverage and, good reviews and it was it was really fun it was a really fun process to be a part of and then unfortunately it was like that came off of netflix right at 2020 so i was gonna like try to like you know take a step forward and then the pandemic hit so it was kind of like yeah. oh so oh no pandemic prodigy gets out to 2017 you get through the pandemic and then the idea for under the influencer yeah you right so and that was, so that was a bigger budget. I'm I'm guessing it looks about half a million or so. Yeah, it's it was under five hundred thousand. Um, okay, and so still still very low. Um, not closer. I, I wish it. I wish it was closer to not a true micro budget. But well, <laughs> well, it depends on who you ask, I guess. But so, so how did you? Obviously, that's significantly more money. 
and yeah. you didn't cash, you didn't have extra stock options to cash a second yeah. time. So who were the people, how, how did you raise the money for uh, under the influencer? Yeah. And so this, it was a totally different process. Um, obviously, I mean, I was kind of, it was, it was cool because it was kind of like the last piece of the puzzle with Prodigy was like, it had Prodigy so far exceeded everybody's expectations on every level, except for kind of like leading to the next thing. That's really what I was, you know, which is the most important part as far as I was concerned. And I was coming out of the pandemic, you know, it was like, you know, there hadn't been any work. I'd been, I made like a short film during the pandemic, but I hadn't really been able to, I've been doing some writing work and, and had had some success there, but I wasn't, I wasn't flush with cash. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to kind of start from scratch a little bit and, and make a few shorter things this year coming out of in, into 20, I guess it would have been 2021. Uh, and, you know, I was thinking, oh, well, you know, I got to, I got to figure out what I'm going to do this next year. Um, and I was starting to put together some ideas for some stuff and it was kind of brainstorming smaller ideas. Um, and right at that time, I went to a, a party where one of the investors who he had invested, I mean, nothing in Prodigy. He had invested like $1,500 or $2,000 or something like that. Um, he, he cornered me at a party and was like, hey, you know, like. When are you doing your next film? Uh, well, right. And like, when are you doing another one? I, <laughs> I, I, I want in. And I'm like, oh, well, I mean, great. But again, I didn't think I didn't think he was going to come in with big money. He wasn't a big investor in the first one. So I was like, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to do it that small again. I want to, I want to step up into something. And basically he was like, you know, well, what if we had, you know, a, a little bit more money on the table? And I was like, well, and he basically, he kind of put so this out. This is a real five or six figure check. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, he basically put out the amount of money that was like just enough that I couldn't ignore. You know what I mean? I, I didn't really want to do a tiny, tiny movie again because it's just a strain. And now I'm, you know, I've got a mortgage and two kids to to take care of. So it's, I know that that's uh, not a, an endeavor that's worth doing if it's going to be, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to pour your life into this for almost a year and, and, you know, for nothing, it's really a, a hard commitment at this point. So, awesome. so, 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 so this guy's on board did that help you reach out to other people and say, Hey, we need this goal. Like what, what was the next so, step? So he, he came in with the big, a big chunk. And, and it was, a, it was amazing because I had just had this idea, like within a week of him coming to me wow. um, where I had seen an old, I saw this old French movie that reminded me of, I had worked for a YouTuber about four or five years ago. And I worked for this really big YouTuber who was kind of in her mid twenties and kind of having this midlife crisis because she didn't know what to do. You, you really did yourself. I actually worked for her. Yeah. I worked wow. for her for a year. And so I, I saw this old French movie that reminded me of her. And, the, and it's a really classic kind of French new wave movie that did a lot of really interesting things narratively. And I, I just had immediately thought like, man, that would be really interesting to take that, narrative structure and lay it over my experience with this youtuber and kind of see where that lands you know in a more modern context wow um and so i went within the guy had come to me at the party and and kind of said like you know if you have an idea come to me and we'll talk i've got money that i want to put into something and i went to him the next week and and to kind of pitched him this idea and he was into it so it just kind of it was amazing because it just like all of a sudden the ball was rolling 
Um, and I had, I, you know, I, I at first was like trying to talk to that YouTuber to try and, you know, make it like a, a meta kind of faux documentary, half documentary, half like, you know, mix up thing where I could have Perv be starring in it and all this stuff. And I had a lot of ideas up front that, that kind of got cast out the door uh, along the way. But I mean, I was already like, like right when she kind of said, like, I don't want to do it. I immediately, I, I, I wrote the script in probably two months and I was, you know, I, again, because I, I did everything myself on the first one, that was kind of the biggest lesson was like, okay, I need a, a team on this one. Yeah. And money can help with the team. Right. Exactly. And that's the thing is, is like, okay, I can't pay these people a lot, but I can, I can pay them something and I know that will be worth it. And so I hired a, a really solid group of producers um, that, again, just kind of made my life manageable throughout that time. Whereas in the first one, it was like, I was doing props. I was doing costumes. I was doing, you know, special effects. So we were doing everything ourselves on that one. And so that was where I knew I wanted to spend my money was that. And then I gave the, I kind of, my DP, I kind of was like, okay, I'm going to give you a huge chunk of this. And like, I want you to just handle it. And he's, I, I mean, he's amazing. So he did. Um, and so like, we did, did, kinda... did this, so you had the team in place. Yeah. You you got this guy with um who comes got... in as your executive producer. Right. So to speak. exactly right. He's the did he's the money, other right. people coming to organically, you were sharing a business plan. How, how did you finish so it? So we had his money basically his 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 investment basically took us through production for the most part. And we were able to get pretty much everything done. And and I knew pretty early on that, like, okay. I don't want to like, I don't want to feel like I have to cut corners and I know for the money we've got, cause so he initially came in with a bigger, uh, like I could give you this much. And then he was like, well, maybe, maybe more like this much. So I knew like, okay, well I can, I can do the production for that. And I was kind of like, you know, classic filmmaker, like well, I'll, I'll worry about post when we get there. Um, and I, but I was very confident at that point, especially again, given that I had had some success that I could raise some money in post to kind of like, yeah. to kind of get us get us over that that threshold so i i i kind of knew that and like even in in production i went back to him and and got a little bit more money here and there when like okay i want to try to do this thing i would pitch him ideas he's he's an amazing guy and he was so so accommodating throughout the entire process and our mickey tarian is his name he's just he was our executive producer and he's just like He's the founder of the feast for sure. And he didn't get in the way. He didn't like try to block us with anything. He, you know, had awesome. creative ideas and was able to just communicate those. And we incorporated where we needed to and, and didn't where we didn't like, and it was no, it was an, it was an amazing experience. So that was great. And then I raised uh, probably, I think we needed about between like 30 and 40,000 in, in posts that I was able to, to get together just by, uh, going out to mostly uh, friends and family. And again, more friends. You know, people I, you knew. Yeah. So some people I knew, and I'm trying to remember if there was anybody that I, that I actually kind of pitched on it that I didn't know. I think most of them were, most of them were people. And again, it was all people that. Believed in mostly, you. Yeah, exactly. These were mostly people who had, had were, were still surprised by, you know, the last movie. Yeah. Um, and, you know, again, I didn't have to raise, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to raise that much. And again, a lot of it was also like, I was coming at it from a place of like, now all these people who are my friends too are like more established. And I knew I could ask more of them 
um realistically and not like break the bank um yeah. so that people, that worked people out. always want to help you out with an exciting project if they know you right. um if they're able to yeah exactly and, and 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 i had i had worked up enough cachet with them just by having done a successful movie before and knowing that going into this it's like this movie it has a you know the the influencer angle and now especially with my my distributor we've kind of going to take kind of a rom-com angle in the marketing of it um i think that it has a a, a potentially higher ceiling than prodigy did just because i think there's a broader audience that is accessible with it if we can actually tap into that audience. And oh, so I, I, I think for sure, I don't, I don't want to give any spoilers out, but I, I love the movie. I think it's very timely and anybody who, who watches YouTube videos or, you know, these yeah. social media influencers, it's, it's like, it's happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's a cool, it's cool because I think that it, it does kind of clearly, it clearly the hook is that world and this kind of phenomenon that we've, that we're all still trying to wrap our heads around that's kind of just come about in the last 10 years of just like someone who can just put videos online and, and make a very healthy living doing it. Um, and what that means for their maturation and, you know, their mental health. Um, but I think that what's cool about it is that it's also, it it's very universal and it's message in the sense that like, it's just about how we all get our identities wrapped up in, in things that aren't right for us sometimes, whether that's a job or a relationship or, a, you know, politics or lifestyles, whatever. There's a lot of things that we can kind of lose ourselves in. And I think that this is just a story about somebody getting lost in this particular avenue and like, you know, the ability to find your way out and put your feet on solid ground again is kind of what I, what I, I think. think I think anybody watching that will relate to that. Right, right. And it's, I think, it's, I think by, it's, by the way, the movie is out right now. That's right. So um, where is the best way that people can see this movie if they want to check it out? Absolutely. It's a, Amazon is kind of the best place. It's kind of the most universal place, but it's uh, it's streaming everywhere. So you can get it at Amazon or iTunes or Fandango or, or Google, where, wherever you stream movies at, uh, it's it's in all on all the platforms. So under the influencer under go the influencer. check it out right now and uh what's the best way if someone wants to follow you on so speaking of social media someone wants yeah. to follow you or contact you so yeah our i'm i've i'm actually off social media which is you know uh, uh, uh <laughs> ironic in certain ways but uh the movie is out there uh at under the influencer film is kind of our handle everywhere so if you just look at if you just look that up uh you'll you'll find us on pretty much all the platforms Awesome. So one bit of advice that I've always shared and you reinforced it today yeah. is when you're thinking about staying home and not going out to a party, go. Thank <laughs> God you went to that party because yeah. the influencer might not have happened. But seriously, any other words of parting advice to filmmakers? Uh, you kind of grinded it out. Your yeah. first film, you had success. Yeah. You had to get that guy on board, which was kind of luck, but, yeah. but all the other investors you brought in for post, what's some yeah. words of wisdom for uh, filmmakers looking for money right now? I, I mean, for me, it's, I've, I, it's interesting because it's like, I've always, since I kind of started by, like we talked about, like kind of doing it myself, I feel like the, 
the platform is is accessible to you in so many ways now. I think a lot of people are intimidated by how much they think things are going to cost. And if you get creative, I think there is a world where you can make a movie for a lot less money than you think you can. And so I think people, a lot of people put kind of limitations on themselves in terms of like, oh, I can't do it because I don't, I'll, I'll never raise that kind of money. And I, I get it. It's intimidating to like think that you have to raise millions of dollars to do something, but I just don't think that that's necessarily the case anymore. And I think a lot of people don't reach their potential because they're kind of waiting on, on something to come to them. When if they, if you, if you get creative, you can find ways to bring yourself, you know, closer to where you want to be uh, without having to be beholden to, you know, some of the, some of the, some of the downside that comes with financing from outside sources sometimes. I, I agree a hundred percent. And even, even a $250,000 movie or a 500,000 movie, if you can't get that in your first one, maybe try to do a hundred thousand dollar movie. Right. Right. But, and but and, just, and, right, so, and again, so, it's like, we talked a little bit about it, but it's like, I think that that's something that, you know, it's, it's hard for, it's hard to hear as a younger filmmaker to think like, Oh, put a box around what you have to do. But it's like, that's the way we were able to have not only make a movie, but make a successful movie with our first movie was to say, okay, give me a room with, with two people. And then let's, you know, let's, let's slap a kind of a horror, even just aesthetic on our marketing. And all of a sudden we were able to actually not just make a movie, but make a movie that garnered the attention of, of people and got out there and got seen by people, which is, I mean, really the, I mean, that's the, the hardest part nowadays is because there's so much material out there. You have to, you have to make something that, that people are going to actually click on it and look at. So I think that it's, you can absolutely do it if you, if you think about it and, and just strategize a little bit more in the early stages of what you're doing and make sure that you're not putting yourself in a place where you're going to make something that's not uh, appealing to a, a, an audience uh, of any kind once it gets out there. Awesome. Well, congratulations on your initial success with Prodigy. I hope Under the Influencer just takes off. Um, check it out now on Amazon. Alex Hoy, thank you so much. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. And remember, it's time! There's never been a better time to make your own indie film and if you have a dream project you're excited about and 100% committed to getting it funded, go to financeyourmovie.com and click on the green telephone button. You'll see our calendar, and if you find an open spot, grab it. You'll get a one-on-one -on -one call with me or one of my partners. It will be the best hour you've ever spent getting clarity and strategy towards financing your movie. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next week.